You're listening to a United City, the official Peterborough United podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of our official podcast, A United City. My name's Phil. What can you expect from this podcast? Well, we hope a little bit of insight, a bit of fun and some content you've never heard before. So enough waffle, let's get straight into it. Now in each episode, we welcome a supporter who will be situated in our fan zone and we're pleased to welcome today's guest, who's Chris Dowsett. Welcome, Chris. Afternoon, Phil. Now, our guest from the club, well, it's the first episode, so we thought let's go as big as we possibly could. But unfortunately, Darren's overseas, so Mm -hmm. welcome our manager, Darren Ferguson. Darren, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, Phil. Good, good. Well, let's tell you what's coming up in today's podcast. So we're going to find out just how well Darren knows Chairman Darren McCanthy. And again, we're calling Getting to Know You. We also chat to striker Ivan Tony about why he named Zlatan Ibrahimovic as his sporting hero as we attempt to bring our Come Dine With Me feature in the Matchday programme to life. And Chris, in the fan zone gets the opportunity to grill Darren with some Twitter questions. But first, let's have a little bit of a relaxed discussion. Darren, the players are back in pre-season. How are they doing so far? Anyone uh, been sick? There's been a couple. There's yeah. been a couple. Uh, yeah, it's they're fine. You know, it's a bit of a mixed bag with the, all the testing we've done and the results. But the whole, you know, the, the first couple of days uh, are testing for a reason and we'll find out where they're at, what levels they're at. We'll put them on individual programmes and then we'll go from there. Yeah, of course, players these days have what's known as a pre-pre-season, which Mm. is essentially where you give them a programme to follow so they don't come back overweight and losing to you in any kind of race. Have they they done that? Have they come back in decent shape? Yeah, to a point. um, They're always going to lose a bit over the... You know, the the season when it finishes and in between that and coming back. It's about six weeks they've had off, so they're going to lose a bit. But yeah, the first couple of weeks they're off, they don't do anything. Don't want them to do anything because they've had 10 months on, you know. And then they start getting into the programme gradually. So it does help. It's, it's a very important part of it. And they've come back fine. And obviously we now get them up to speed for the season on August the 3rd. One thing I want to know, what is a yo-yo test? And why is it called a yo-yo test? Uh, yo-yo test, so it's basically it's a bit like the bleak test. But it's, it's a different sort of uh, way of doing it, and you run to a line. The bleep, it is a bleep off a bleep. Then you run to another line, and then obviously as you go on, it gets faster and faster. Um, and then it's last man standing, which quite comfortably was Dan Butler. Was it really? Did mm. you join in in this bleep test? No. Is I'm this is this something? <laughs> is this something you used to excel at, or were you? Uh... I was okay with I, the long distance thing. I was fine with sprinting and that. No, that wasn't my game. Chris, do you reckon you'd cope with that? <laughs> I'm not sure I can cope with it now. I'm a bit fitter than I was at the end of the season, but I'm not, I think the bleep test might be a bit of a problem for me. In, in terms of pre-season when you're planning it, is it something that you have to bear in mind that you've got to build it up over a, a period of time rather than sort of blasting them on the first day? Because when the players come back, they're always nervous. They always feel like there's going to be a lot of running. How do you make sure it's the, the right schedule? Well, we, we obviously plan and, and prepare. And uh, the pre-season, the, the actual sessions we do, in terms of the football, they were sorted a long time ago. Me and Strax got them sorted quickly along when obviously we appointed um, Craig as a fitness coach. We, we could then work alongside him with his sessions. So there's been a lot of preparation gone into it. And yeah, it is a gradual build-up. You can't just go into it and just fly into them. And we, we want a certain build-up to, to the point where you've also got to get your tactical work in leading up to the games. But it, it the pre-season for me, and I said to the players when they came back, it's not about people taking chances with injuries or risking things or being heroes or anything like that. It's just a case of can we get as many players fit and ready for August the 3rd uh, for selection. Fitness-wise, they won't get up to speed till 
you know, definitely the, the month of August will be out of the way by the time they get right up to speed. So, but we just want as many fit as possible for the August third. Yeah, you made a lot of signings. Obviously, they've yeah. uh, joined and integrated with the group. Yeah. Are those first days really important for those new players because I know you're going to go away on pre-season. That's a good time to sort of integrate mm. them. But do you do you want to see friendships forming straight away? Yeah, you want to see that um, connection. And it's important that you don't just sign good players but good people. And we feel we've done that this season. And we've had a really good look at the character of the people we're bringing in. And that's that's probably the, the first thing I'd look at. And I always meet the players before the sign. And then, you know, I integrate that with the rest of the players. But no, we're a fairly young group. Um, and I know some of them have been out for dinner together and all that. New signings, ones that have been here before. So it's, it's, it's good to see. And it's, it's massive that we get that um, squad all together, you know. So, Chris, as a supporter, obviously we've made a lot of business already. What signing sticks out for you? What, when that signing was made, were you surprised about? Were you really excited about? Well, I think the land, the landmark signing is obviously Moisa. Um, obviously, breaking the transfer record for the club is, is a huge thing, certainly at this level. But I think, I think the signing that, that probably most impressed me is, is the sort of stature of Mark Beavers. He's, he's come in um, from from Bolton from a Championship club. He did very well at Millwall when he was at League One level. Um, he's always been a standout defender at this level, and I think it's a real sort of mark of where the club wants to go that they're, they're bringing in somebody of the calibre of Beavers but also the character as well He's, he comes across very much as a, as a sort of leadership potential um, a player that's been there and done it at this level and a, and a player with, with experience at the back as well which is what I think we need um, it was an area where I think we struggled last season we were always creating things going forward but at the back we always looked susceptible to concede and he strikes me as the sort of player that will really bring that defensive line together um, and I think it was a sign in that a lot of the, divi- a lot of the clubs in the division could take note of and think actually Posh are going to have a really good go this season so I think he's the one for me that's most impressive Yeah he was one of the first you got over the line I know you were talking to him at the back end of last season because he was obviously going to become a free agent did you think you'd land him when you started opening discussions with him because of his stature? Well I, I had a little bit of time to look at the squad obviously when I came in at the end of January so the, mo- the main thing was the season just gone and getting results quickly so but we had to prepare for the following season and I knew that you know, Tafazoli was coming out of contract. Uh, Bennett would be Ben White was going back. Bennett was the only one, so I knew straight away that was a position that had to get filled. And I met Mark. He was the first one we'd signed. Uh, when I when I looked at the centre halves and I looked, at, obviously he was on a free. Um, he was the one I went straight after, and unfortunately we got it done pretty pretty comfortably, to be fair. And he was happy to come. And and I agree, Chris. I think he's the one if. If I seen another League One club signing him, I'd think, well, that's that's a good signing. So we we were we signed him, and we could build around that then, and that's really what we've done. Yeah, in terms of the goalkeeper position, obviously Aaron Chapman on the transfer list. Obviously Conor O'Malley still quite relatively young as a, as a goalkeeper in terms of appearances that he's made. Christy Pym, uh, the goalkeeper you signed, obviously was Exeter. Mm. Um, is a goalkeeper position quite hard in terms of recruitment to know? In terms of prioritising, what are you looking for from a goalkeeper? You want someone who can play out from the back ultimately because that's the style of mm. football. But they've got to sort of tick every other box as well and, and, and be just as important. Yeah, I think a big thing we looked at in, in terms of bringing the players in was the availability and how many games they'd played. And and Christie's played the last two seasons non-stop. Mark Beavers was very similar to many of the ones we've, we've, we've signed. And that was that was a key element to it. Uh, Christie's a very comfortable goalkeeper in terms of playing out from the back. He's not the biggest, but he's very aggressive, got a great spring, um, good mobility, and we feel that he's ready for the step up to League One 
like many other players who've signed, like Butler and Kent, they're ready to go to the League One and try and get us into the Championship. So, in terms of the goalkeeper position, it, it was a very, very important decision we had to make on that, and we think Christy fits fits the bill. Yeah, Chris, as a supporter, when you look for a, a goalkeeper, ultimately you want someone who can catch. That's yeah. <laughs> the first first thing. Obviously, we've had a number of goalkeepers over the last sort of ten years or so. Is it uh, something that fans really do? worry about in terms of that position I know it's a simple thing to say but you, you want someone who you don't have to notice really because you want them to do the job and not sort of stand out for any other reason yeah I, I think the sign of a solid goalkeeper is one who breeds confidence in in in, in his back line and in the rest of the team and I think if you've got a goalkeeper that you have a question mark about the, the rest of the the rest of the unit tends to, to panic a little bit and, and worries about what's behind them and I think you know the the best goalkeepers we've had can do the basics well, um, can use their feet well, um, and obviously a good shot stoppers. But you'd you'd hope that in a goalkeeper anyway. Um, I've only seen a, a little bit of Christy Pym um, from highlight shows at Exeter, but generally looks to be a good shot stopper, good with the ball in the air, good with his feet. I think um, he's a he's a player that's learnt his trade uh, at that level for quite a long time, and as Darren says, he's he's probably now ready to to make the step up. You know whether he'd make the championship from League Two is, is the question, but to come in at, at League One level and and hopefully be challenged right, challenging right at the top of that level will be good for him. And uh, you know again, I think it's another good signing. It's another area that we needed to strengthen. And uh, you know, fingers crossed, he can he can make a good start to his posh career and and have a long career in goal for us. Yeah, is, is it hard when you? Um you're looking at recruitment because obviously you want someone who can do the job in League One, but ultimately you've got one eye on where you want to be. Do you have to make sure the short term is covered before you wonder whether they can do it in the Championship or beyond that? No, no I think the way we've looked at it and certainly the way I would look at it is because you've got to remember that last season there was a lot of players signed as well. And for a club like us, we can't keep shifting 15 players out and 15 in. It's just not the way to, to work. So how I've looked at it this season is the players we've signed, obviously the aim is to get into the championship this season, it will be fine for the championship without a question and we feel we've done that and they, we want the players that we've signed to grow with us to get into the championship to help us establish it as a championship club because as Peterborough, if we get to the championship it can't be a case of right, the players that are from League One have gone and we're going to bring in 20 new players. It just doesn't work. The business side of things wouldn't work there, and we wouldn't want that anyway. I think what I'm looking for is some consistency in the squad over a length of time, and obviously we're going to have to add to that if we get the success we want, but that's just normal. But certainly the players we've brought in feel that I feel they can cope with the championship. And just finally, in terms of pre-season, obviously you're taking the players away uh -huh. to La Manga. There's a game against Nottingham Forest mm -hmm. out there as well. Um, what do you look for from a pre-season tour? Because people might look at it from the outside and think, well, surely they can do that Good with the weather in this country. You could do it anywhere. Why does it have to be overseas all the time? Is, is it something you look at because you want to do a lot of work within the humidity of where you're going to to help you prepare? Yeah, uh, oh, Not necessarily. I mean, I've been abroad and I've been to Scotland and I think what it, it, a change of scenery can help, you know, a little bit of freshness to, to what we're doing. Obviously, a little bit of sun can be helpful as well, but it doesn't have to be necessarily abroad. Um, as a Scotsman, you don't like the sun anyway, do you? No, 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 I do like the sun, so you can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we felt we've picked this venue because the facilities are excellent, and um, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's a good chance for because because the players are together all the time, the new players can bed in and it's a good time. There's a bit of banter and, and things like that. So 
it, it, it's always a worthwhile trip. I do feel that. And also the fact, for me anyway, the, the chairman will be there, the owners will be there, so it's a time for us to catch up as well. So it is an important five days away. In terms of what they'll be doing, yeah, you're right, we could do it at home. There's no question about that. The advantage to this one is we've got a, a game against Forest, uh, so that always helps. And I'm sure there'll be some fans out there watching, so it'll be good for them as well. I can't believe we're about 10 minutes into the podcast and already he's hammered me for the right. fact I've got no suntan. But that's fine. I can take it because now it's time to see whether or not you can take these questions. Because what we're going to do now is we're going to play a little game. We want to know how well you know Chairman Darren McAnthony. You've known each other for a long, long time. <coughs> yep. You think after all this time of working together, you should be pretty good at this. So how does it work? Well, what we did, we asked Dara a number of questions. And what you've got to do is identify what answer you think he would give from the multiple choice of three. Do you reckon you can do this? I can do it. There's a good chance I could get zero out of ten, whatever how many questions it is, but we'll wait and see. Well, what, what we're going to do, we're going to ask you a question, give you three choices. So right. it's multiple choice. Yeah. That gives you a bit of a help. Yeah. So eyes down, question number one. Yeah. What is Dara McAnthony's number one fear? Is it the fear of failure, the fear of heights, or the fear of spiders? Oh. I'm going to say A. You're going to say, A, a fear of failure. Yes. Let's see if you're right. Let's see Dara's answer. My number one fear would be a fear of heights, without a doubt. Oh Nothing God. else on the fear of love. That's it's it. Same as me. So you, that's the same as you. Yeah, you're, you're I didn't think that was the case. Anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a surprise to me, to be fair. I, I was surprised mainly because he just gave a, a five-second answer rather than going on for about <laughs> ten minutes. But there we go. Um, question number two. What is Dara's favourite band of all time? Is it the Beatles? Is it U2? Or is it Muse? I love when you're, you start thinking because you go quiet. You still there, Gaffer? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> U2. U2. Okay, you've gone for the Irish thing. Um, let's see if you're right. Dara, what did you say? My favourite band of all time would be U2 because obviously being Irish and they are one of the great greatest bands of all time. But, uh, I'm, you know, I've got a real mixture of music, you know. My missus would throw in Michael Bolton and my love for him. <laughs> no, but you two definitely would be the greatest band of all time for me. So you're off and running. You've got one right. Yep. Uh, that's more than I thought you'd get right, to be Thank honest. So, uh, so that's going well. Right, question number three. Which footballer, dead or alive, would he choose to have at a dinner party? Admittedly, if they were dead, it wouldn't be much company. But we're doing this as a metaphorical. Would okay. it be Roy Keane, Lionel Messi or George Best? George Best. George Best, straight in, confident. Let's see if you're right. Footballer I'd choose to have at a dinner party. If we were going on a Starks, it would have to be Bestie, George Best, obviously, because he, you know, he was out there doing what he did with Miss Worlds, drinking champagne, making loads of dough. Yeah, you're right, uh, George Best. Unsurprising, really, that he went down that route. That's two you've got right now. You're on a, you're on a right, right roll now. Uh, question four, uh, what is Dara's favourite movie? Is it Godfather 2? Is it Shawshank Redemption? Or is it Deadpool? He's thinking again. He's gone quiet. So that A or B, I think. Well, obviously, this is going to be one of the two. Well, no, I've taken C out of the equation. You have taken C out of the equation. I'm going to go with B. You're going to go with Shawshank Redemption. Let's mm. see if you're right. My favourite movie. Again, so many genres I love. I'm a bit of a horror movie fan. But I would definitely go with The Godfather 2. Oh, man. And then horror movie-wise would be the original Halloween 
Um, so there you go. There's no way the gaffer will get those. How does he not know Godfather's better than Godfather 2? But listen, I gave him the choice. Halloween's my favourite horror. I have to agree with that. I'm not a horror fan, to be no, honest. No, I'm not, but that's one of the ones I do like. Chris, what's your favourite film? Oh, God, that's a good question. Uh, probably The Children's Redemption, actually. Okay. Yeah, Every go. footballer goes to answer. I have no real idea why, but there we go. We'll move on to question five. Uh, I reckon you'll get this one. Mm-hmm. Um, what was Dara's first job? Was it a shop assistant? Was he working in telesales? Or was he a model? Telesales. You go in telesales? Yeah. Okay, let's see if you're right. My first job, um, well, early on, I had a few jobs. My first job was actually modelling, believe it or not. Uh, I'm sure there's chuckling around there listening to that. <laughs> I'm not believing that. He was a model. For um, what? Balaclavas? What was he modeling? <laughs> I, don't, I, I can only assume that uh, he, he, he was probably the only model oh, well, from that part of the area. I, I don't know, but there we go. Uh, okay, question number six. What is Dara's favourite feature? Is it his smile? Is it his eyes? Or is it his generosity? You're making this sound like it's none of them, which is... Uh, What's that again? Eyes, smile, or generosity? I'd probably have to say generosity to me. But <laughs> no. Um, mind you, sack me twice. Um, yeah, go on then, C. C, generosity. Let's see if you're right. My favourite feature would be all of them. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It would be probably my blue eyes. Definitely my favourite feature. I couldn't say that, so I had to say generally. <laughs> He's definitely not joking either. He de- genuinely does mean all of them. Um, question number seven then. The most famous person he's ever met. Is it Bono off of U2, Madonna or Sir Alex Ferguson? Well, he's obviously met my dad. Um, I don't think he'd say that though. I'm going to go Madonna. I'm going to go Madonna. Okay, let's see if you're right. Most famous person I've ever met, apart from myself, will be uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. There you go. You see, he uh, he did list uh, a couple of others, but they weren't as famous in terms of our eyes as your dad. So um, okay. so he's picked, he's picked your dad. Um, question eight. Uh, what is Dara's biggest regret in business and life? Is it not leaving school earlier, not getting a degree, or not buying a football club earlier? What do you reckon? Not leaving... Not leaving school earlier, not getting a degree, or not buying a football club earlier. C. C, not buying a football club earlier. See if you're right. What's my biggest regret? Uh, In business and life would be probably... I never got a degree at college. And looking back now, I probably wish I should have gone and got a degree in college. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you'd think that you'd be, me a little yeah, bit, be quite modest about that. Um, something you regret, not getting a degree from college? No, or, no? Okay. Really. Um, question number nine. Uh, what is his biggest regret in football? Is it missing out on a now Premier League player? Is it getting relegated from the Championship? Or is it firing the gaffer twice? C. C, <laughs> firing the gaffer twice. Okay, let's see if Has you're right. Has to be. In sports, I'd uh, be definitely firing the gaffer twice. <laughs> Good man. It's that annoying little laugh he does at the I end know. it's quite sinister I find um, right the last question question 10 who would Dara get to play in a movie of his life <clears throat> would it be Chris Hemsworth Dwayne Johnson or Zac Efron do you reckon Chris I've no idea I've never heard of the first one so that's no, have I. who's the first one well the, the first one he's an actor clearly what's he been in? in Thor the second one uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah, yeah, I know who The Rock yeah. is. And Zac Efron. Don't ask me to. What turn. was he in again? Movies. Yeah, but what one? 
can't tell you which one. I mean, he's been in many movies. He doesn't know. I have no idea who Zac Efron is. I just <laughs> yeah. I googled I googled some actors and he came up in the top three. So um, I'm going to go B, The Rock. You're going to go The Rock. Yeah. Okay, let's see if you're right. Who do I get to play in a feature film in my life? Well, obviously, apart from Brad Pitt, but he's got a height deficiency compared to me. Well, I'd say definitely Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor in the Marvel movies. We were on holiday a few years ago, and. Uh, Obviously, I hadn't shaved for a while. My arms were in good shape, and the driver thought I was Thor from the Marvel movies. My <laughs> kids enjoyed that. It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get right. Um, I think you got six or five or six right, which I think is pretty, Not pretty, bad. pretty good effort considering you started so poorly. Yeah. Um, Dara thoroughly enjoyed doing that feature. I think I could have sent him fifty questions; he'd have quite happily answered yeah, every single have. one of them. Um, any surprises there? Um, Other than the fact you've no idea who certain people are, but. Who would no, you get? The degree a little bit, I suppose. But yeah. who would you get to play yourself in a movie if you were? No interest. No interest. Fair play. Okay, well, that was interesting anyway. I think the gaffer needs a little bit of a break after that game, so we're <laughs> going to give him one. Um, earlier this week, we sat down with striker Ivan Tony. Now, in last season's matchday programme, he revealed that Zlatan Ibrahimovic is his sporting hero, and we wanted to know why, so we asked him. So I'm here with uh, Peterborough United striker Ivan Tony. Now, last year in the Matchday programme, we had a Come Dine With Me feature where we asked the players who they'd invite and what they'd cook. So, Ivan, um, in terms of your meal, uh, we'll start there. First and foremost, are you a decent chef? or um, When I want to be. Uh, when I want to be, I can cook, but majority of the times I'm lazy and uh, I just eat whatever's there, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this menu, you started with a calamari. Any particular reason why? Uh, nice and Nice and simple. Get, get yourself uh, hyped up for the mains. Calamari, can't go wrong. Bit of sauce, like, like a garlicky sauce yes. with it. Perfect. Uh, spaghetti bolognese is your main. It just on its own. Spaghetti bolognese, perfect, with some cheese sprinkled on top. Nice. And some salad cream, can't go wrong. And then the dessert. I mean, I'm a dessert man. Are you, is that where you go for? Is, is to be fair, I'm normally the mains. I go all out on the mains. Uh, spaghetti bolognese do me, but if I've got space, I'll, I'll stick in the banoffee pie. Banoffee pie, if you tried it, you'd then you'd know what I'm on about. I'm more of a chocolate cake man myself. No, no, if you haven't tried banoffee pie, then you're not living life. Uh, in terms of your location, you chose Ocean Beach. Um, any particular reason why? Well, I'm sure if you've been Ocean Beach, then you'd probably know why. <laughs> until, I haven't. Yeah, until then, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't agree with me, but go Ocean Beach and let me know how you think. Okay, so in terms of your guests, so we, we set a little um, challenge in terms of different categories. So the first one was a teammate, current or former. Interestingly, you didn't go for someone current, so that's nice. Uh, Gavin Massey, why I Gavin? I go for someone current because everyone's, everyone's close to everyone's, everyone's my friend, close friend. So if I chose one, I'd be like, why don't you choose me? So I kind of went safe and uh, got a bit nervous with someone else. <laughs> but Gavin Massey, yeah, I was with him at uh, Wigan. And we just connected straight away. He's, he's like a very good friend. So I, I chilled with him most of the time. So yeah, Gav, Bano, we just bounce off each other. And he, he's, he's, he's a funny guy. He's a good player as well. Yeah, decent. He's, he's been on form. So, um, In terms of another footballer, you went for Rolando Arons? Yeah, when I first moved to Newcastle, uh, I lived with him. Like, just like Gav. Just so easy to get along with. Uh, where he kind of looked after me in a sense when I first went to Newcastle being at a young age and so it's, it, yeah he's like a brother now so I'll go for his in terms of musician you'll have to help me out here Blueface Blue, Blueface he's, he's got a he's got a big song I could have went for someone else but I kind of kind of went for Blueface because I like one of his songs called uh, Th- Tatiana 
I think on the way home, put that in your car and tell me if you don't get hyped on the way home. I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely not going to do that. Um, movie star, Jason Statham. Yeah, just think he's... he's I, like, I like action films and most of the action films have got him in it, whatever he's doing. But majority of the time he's fighting, so... Uh, not that I like fighting, <laughs> but keep digging. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nah. He, he makes he makes the films interesting and uh, on the edge of your seat and think, oh, what's what's gonna happen? And you really know it's just gonna end up fighting. So, <laughs> tell me through your comedian then, Cedric the Entertainer. I think you got down here. Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, you got Cedric the Entertainer. He, he's got one one on Netflix. He's just so calm and casual and just. He, he, he is he is funny. Everything he does is funny. Even fa- exp- facial expressions, just little things. He doesn't mean to be funny, but it is funny. Could have went for Lee Evans, but his his banter is like... It's, it's that real-life banter, which does happen, if you get what I'm saying. It's like, it is funny, but it's it happens, so it's... It's different. You'll have to listen to the both of them and you'd understand. Is there, is there a person here that's something you used to talk about facial expressions? Is there someone here that you can look at and immediately laugh? Not whether it be case of... Because they're not... Not, not uh, intentionally yeah. funny, just because they... You make them make you chuckle. Wow. Uh, to be fair, Chappie. Hmm. Chappie's a funny character. He, he is funny, but... And... <laughs> in his own ways, Mads is funny. <laughs> if you know Mads and you know why it's funny. Uh, in terms of your sporting hero, you've gone Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I can see certain similarities in terms of, you know, how you celebrate goals to, to Zlatan. You're very calm and composed. Is it him as an all-round person or him in terms of what he does on the pitch? Um, yeah, as an all-round person and especially what he does on the pitch. He just, if he wants to go for something, he'll go for it. Like, uh, he does scorpion kicks. He does, he does volleys. He does, he does whatever, literally whatever. And, like, that's what I love about him. Like, if he's got a chance to do something, he'll just do it. I won't care about what people, people think or say. And sometimes it pulls off, sometimes it doesn't. But if it doesn't, he'll continue to do it because that's the right thing to do at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did say Mario Balotelli before because his upbringing, from <laughs> how he was uh, basically from nothing to, to something. So, yeah, I'd say even it's just, just got the edge, but Balotelli, I, I like him as well. Yeah. In terms of uh, someone from the dead, you've got Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, no comedian. He is he, hilarious. Now he, <laughs> his like I said, his facial expressions, and he, his accent and how he talks, he's just a funny character. And I, I, I think I've watched every single clip of his stand-up comedies on YouTube. I think every, I don't know every line, so well, majority of them. And if there's one I haven't watched, then. Someone please tell me. <laughs> so that was Ivan Tony bringing our programme feature to life. Darren looks with a sort of nonplussed expression as if to suggest that he hadn't heard of any single person that Ivan mentioned there. Not really. Uh, yeah, he's a character, Ivan. He's a good lad. We only got Ivan on the show, really, mainly because of his voice. It's so soothing and relaxing that I feel like if anyone's still with us in this podcast, they may well have fallen asleep whilst listening to him. I think we only do interviews so that Joe can have a little bit of a chill in the afternoon, to be honest, right. on the editing process. But um, we'll be doing that throughout this uh, this podcast, is bringing some of those programme features um, to life. Now, it's time for me to stop boring you all with my voice. It's time to head over to the fan zone as this part of the show is all about you, the listeners, the Twitterati, if you will. Earlier this week, we gave you the opportunity to email in or tweet your questions to Darren Ferguson. Our fan, Chris, is armed and ready with some of them. So it's your time to shine, Chris. 
Okay, so first question, who would make it into a dream posh 11 of players you've managed at the club? I mean, you don't have to do all 11, but um, do some of them. Oh, good question. Boyd? Uh, I'll do, team of Boyds, happy days. <laughs> no, go on, Karen. Um, Bennett? Uh, Lewis? There's, 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 there's so many. Who would you put up front of the two strikers that you've managed? Oh, that's Bearing in mind that Aaron McLean is probably listening. It's so difficult, that Still one. Still hasn't said Aaron McLean, interesting. <laughs> McLean and McHale were so good. But then I had Gale and Asim Belonga, Tomlin. Um, Just play five up front. Yeah, well, I don't mind doing that. All, they would all be in it, let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, so who was the one player who got away? In terms of we tried to sign in and didn't. Yeah, yeah, not in terms of the kidnap. Like, yeah. Um, Vardy. Okay. Yeah. Close. Close. I met him, but I made a mistake with the meeting. That was my fault. I, I should have done what I do now, and I learned from it really in terms of giving him a presentation and why we wanted to sign him. And Cardiff did that, and ever since then I have done it. That was a long, long time ago. He wouldn't have come anyway because of the money Leicester were offering him. But yeah, we were. It was between us, Cardiff, and Leicester, so we were close. Given the record we'd done, we'd had with other non-league players, uh, but his agent was was pushing him to other, the other clubs. Bet the chairman wasn't fuming about the sell-on fee. <laughs> yeah, well, he <laughs> we tried our best, I suppose. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, what's the best piece of management advice your dad has given you? And would you consider bringing him in, bringing him in in an advisor type role at the club? I'll answer the second part first. No, <laughs> the first part he gave his advice. He's given me a lot of good advice. Probably the best one was not to go looking for confrontation. Um, it'll come to you anyway. Uh, so that's probably the best bit. Okay. Uh, next season, um, more about formations. Mm-hmm. Um, will it, will we be using the diamond or maybe a four two three one like we did towards the end of last season? Well, I think we'll we'll work on different things. Um, I've got a group of players that, that's quite flexible in, in the sense of um, different formations we can play. Obviously, we're bringing Mo into the club uh, and Tony with the form he's had in having Gordon. I'd probably prefer to play the two up, but mm-hmm. then again, I've got to find a way that suits all the players in the team and in the squad. So the answer to the question is, We'll work on different things as we always do. We'll have different uh, formations to play, but um, we'll wait and see. Okay. Uh, looking more about uh, signings. Uh, with the new signings made and having come so close to a playoff berth last season, what are you planning to do to change the thinking around the fan base to believe we're automatic promotion contenders and not playoff hopefuls? Well, I think uh, I think the signings alone have, have been very positive and. As you said yourself, the Beavers, we've broke the transfer uh, record for the club and, and, and others we've also signed. Um, we've, we've shown that we're having a bit of a go, you know, and that was always going to be the intention when I came back. We'd spoke about that, the fact that if, if we stayed on, uh, we'd be having a bit of a go. So the the owners have been great, the chairman, and Jason and Randy have been fantastic in that sense, and we've done it so early. How can you change things? The results change things. <coughs> the expectations would be quite high. We have to manage them. Uh, we want to try and play 
obviously entertaining football but the results do change things but we ask the fans to stick with, with us because there's always highs and lows in a season but one thing I feel we've uh, recruited is some good people and really good characters that will give everything uh, Another question a uh, bit more about your dad I suppose um, mm-hmm. how come you've never used your dad's links to Man United to get as more United players than uh, Ryan Tannercliffe and Scott Woodson uh, and is that a professional f- pride thing? No, I think um, yeah, we had Scott and Ryan and a couple at Preston. Um, it's something that I've been okay with, quite comfortable. I think in the championship we did that, you know, and um, I think it, when you get to that stage, you're probably thinking, yeah, you, you, it's easier to get Premiership players on loan because sometimes Premiership clubs don't send players out on loan to League One, depending on where they're at and what stage they're at in their career. So. Um, and, and I think yeah, yeah you're correct a part of it has been I don't want to go looking for United players when my dad was there it's just something that I didn't really want to do but I've done it on a few occasions OK this is turning the clock back ever so slightly right. um, if you could buy a young and hungry of any former player which and which would it be and why so uh, a player now but if you could turn the clock back what from previous time a young and hungry one yeah Could be Aaron. You I just wanted to. to mention him, didn't you? No, no. I, I, gave, I gave that great thought, Philip. As you can see. Yeah, you you, you did, and then uh, and then and then went with Aaron because you know he's listening. No, no, I don't know if Aaron's listening. Aaron was a great player for the club, and the way he played the game and his attitude, and it was probably young and hungry ones were probably him and Craig Mikel. It was close between them two. Okay, uh, slight change of tack now. This is more about the psychology side of things. Um, in your interviews, you talk about players having the right mindset and the mm. right character. Mm. Um, would you ever consider the mental side of the game so important that you had a member of staff just to focus on it? Uh, I know clubs do it. Uh, I know there's been occasions when I could have used it. I, uh, I've used it once, and not all the time, but just for a, like a, a day visit to, to speak to the players. Um, personally, I feel it's the role of probably myself to make sure the mindset is right and the mentality is right. Uh, but I'm always open to people coming in and helping. Uh, th- that's something I would be willing to do, but I feel that my job is a large part of that is to make sure the players are correct mentally. Because uh, did Craig McHale Smith have somebody come in to help him with his blocks with, with one-on-ones that he had? I think I remember an interview where he said he brought somebody in to, to help him with his mindset on that. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, a, a, a strikers... You could, they can be funny characters in the sense that if they start going through a bad and run, they, they, it does affect them. But for me, it would be a case of just practice, 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 and and hopefully break the cycle. Um, if wages weren't an issue, which player would you bring back to Posh when they were at their peak for playing for us? Boyd. Are we, are we not signing Boyd? No, you said we, you said we might. No, okay. You <laughs> might. Be, you might. You're not far off the mark. I tell you. <laughs> It's an exclusive. <laughs> oh, Scott Boyd, <laughs> some, some guy. Chris Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've been in management for ten years now. Uh, which game stands out the most? Uh, what's been your greatest greatest achievement, and what's been your biggest regret? Okay, fourteen years now, manager. Uh, I'm just I'm just reading this. To be um, fair, looking at your hair, I can probably see that it's no, been longer no, no. than ten. What's my the best game? Uh, the best game is the first one. Um, it would be either. The playoff semi against Milton Keynes at home. That's the best 
atmosphere I've been involved in. And that's a difficult one. The, the playoff final at Old Trafford was good, but the, when we beat Colchester was was incredible feat, to be honest. And probably then, if it had been now, you'd have got a lot more coverage of it. But then the, the media wasn't, you know, it wasn't as impact as much of an impact as it is now. So yeah, probably then. But definitely for atmosphere and definitely f- for a home game, the, the the second leg against Milton Keynes is one I'll never forget. Okay. In terms of your biggest regret, I think they've uh, they've added that one on there. Is that is there anything that stands out in your management career that you really wish you'd done differently? A game, a game, a, a, a moment, whatever the interpretation may be from your point Look, of view. My biggest regret is is that we got relegated at Palace because I do feel that we 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 were creating a squad that was going to be capable of having a right go. I really do, and that was the biggest regret I've got that we didn't manage to get through that game and, and stay up because I felt something good then and obviously on the back of that because of the, the business side of things and the finances and also the money we got for Gailey we had to sort of split not split up completely but you know what I mean I really felt and the chairman the same that if we got through that game we felt we could have had a right go then Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Chris. That was, Thanks, Chris. That was very well done there with, uh, with your questions there. Now, we're going to move on um, and ask another question of you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're going to try and make this as dramatic as possible. Okay, so try and put you on a... Sp- it's almost like we're going to turn the lights out and put a spotlight on you. Okay, right. are you ready for this, Darren? I'm not, but go on. It's now time for the killer question. Darren Ferguson, Peace United manager. Do you watch Love Island? No. Excellent. Thank you very much. I mean, I, I, I suspected that might be the answer. Why not? What is have you not Russell control of the remote control in your house or? I just don't watch it. But everybody's talking about it. Don't you feel excluded? No. Do, do you not think you're not wondering? Tell you what I'm watching at the moment. Sneaky Pete. Fantastic on Amazon. Okay, watch that. Is that anything like Love Island? No. Okay. <laughs> Why do so many players get obsessed with this program? I've no idea. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't watch it. I've maybe watched five minutes of oh, it. Hold on. Hold on. No, the no, question no. was. No, do I don't you wa- watch it in the past. Of okay. being on the telly. Just, just five if minutes. If Nick's watching it or something, I don't know. Okay. But. Nah, I don't watch it. It's not for me. Okay. Um, and I don't know why the country get obsessed. Maybe it's. Uh, not a great slight on the country, let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, Aaron McLean watches it, so that probably yeah, sums, sums up. That sums up lacking. So, so let's talk about your, your TV then. You, you mentioned what you're watching at the moment. What what would feature, if you were going to sit down for an evening and you could watch three programmes, nice, nice and comfortable in your sofa, what three programmes would you go for? Oh, it's, it's probably going to be some sort of a box set. I'm watching Sneaky Pete at the moment. Um, Peaky Blinders is one of my favourites. There's another one called Two Doors Down, which you probably haven't that heard of, which is a, a, a comedy thing on Scotland. So things like that. Comedy thing on Scotland? No, it's, it's, it's called Two Doors Down. I've got these neighbours in, the, in a cul-de-sac in Scotland. It's hilarious. Do you have to be Scottish to watch it? or would I, would I, would No, I no, you don't. I've told Nessie to watch it, but I don't know if he has yet. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's very good. So something like that, you know, and just mainly box sets and things like that. Yeah. Chris, what are you watching at the moment? Have you heard of any of those shows? That you, you, you don't watch Love Island, Chris? No, I don't watch Love Island, but I have heard of Two Doors Down because my girlfriend is Scottish and she goes on about it, and I haven't seen there it. There you go. So, um, there you go. But I will have Thanks, to watch. Chris. I will have to it's watch hilarious. it now. On Darren's recommendation, I will have to watch that one. Uh, things I've been watching, uh, I've quite enjoyed Years and Years on the BBC recently. That's been quite okay. good. Uh, but in terms of box sets, uh, the thick of it, The Office. Um, House of Cards, all the old favourites, yeah. those sort of things. Very okay. good. In terms of the famous person, obviously, Dara mentioned your dad. Who do you think is the most famous person you've ever met? Excluding family members and myself and Chris, obviously. <laughs> Nelson Mandela. Oh, wow. Just threw that one in. Nelson Mandela. <laughs> did you pop round for a cup of tea? or How, no. how did you end up meeting Nelson? Uh, First name time, didn't He you? was presented to the teams in South Africa. Okay. When we played over there for United. Were you nervous meeting him or? No, not really. He's a, a, the one thing that stood out, he's a huge man. He's about six feet five, which I wasn't aware of. But yeah, I would have to say it would be fortunate enough to meet Nelson Mandela. Fair play to you. Um, in terms of music, you've heard many um, you know, set lists that have been in the dressing rooms over the years. Some have been better than others. I think Christian, the kit man, had control of the music towards the back end of last season to everybody's dismay. W what would you be choosing to listen to if you're in that dressing room now? Oh, I don't. The music comes out of that dressing room. Some of it's all right, actually. I think I think Madders is in control of the music. Yeah. Um, is that a good thing? Some of it's all right. It gets a bit heavy at times, but... Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm, they won't. They probably wouldn't be listening. I like Tom Walker. Tom Grennan's a good album that's come out. Louis Capaldi's got a good album coming out. Stuff like that I like. Yeah, and, and Strax, Gavin Strax, and uh, he, he's a Rod big Rod Stewart, Stewart fan. He's a massive Rod Stewart fan. He thinks he's his mate, so he just listens to him all the time. Has he met him or? Yeah, quite several, several times. He's good mates with uh, his dad. Okay, yeah, so he doesn't really know him. He's just going through family connections. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. But yeah, he's a mad Rod Stewart fan. Chris, if you were um, going to pick a song um, to come out to at the stadium, um, uh, you know, in terms of uh, something to get us going, what would you, what would you go for? Uh... I just just putting it on you like a killer. Question. Yeah, no uh, dramatic music, just straight in. Yeah, uh, I quite like "Ready to Go" by Republica. Old school. Okay, uh, yeah. I know that's a bit old, but that Darren's shaking his head. You said not bad, but your reaction from your face no, suggested no, no. otherwise. Um, in, in terms of holiday destinations, I mean, obviously, I can't go anywhere that has anything <laughs> other than twenty degree heat because I'll burn. Um, where where would you pick your favourite holiday destination? Favourite? Oh, I've got plenty. I mean, uh, Aberdeen. Glasgow. We went, I went to Scotland this year. Mm -hmm. Twenty-four of us went to Scotland. It was my tenth anniversary in the Clannies, so we took some friends and all the kids and families up there for five days, and it rained every day. Were you expecting that, though? Yes, but that didn't really matter. It didn't ruin anything. It was a, a good time. Before that, Ibiza, things like that, and Spain and different places. I imagine you're in Ibiza. No, it's a great place. Yeah. Yeah, not not the place. Oh, I, I thought I could just see. No, you know, no, 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 no. We've got some friends lasers. that live out there now. There's some beautiful places and Ibiza beautiful restaurants so it was last couple of years before that we went there um, but Scotland was really good it was good to go up there and just finally on this best concert you've ever been to oh good question thank you very much good question uh, I might have to come back to that one well I mean there's, there's only literally a minute left of the podcast well, that's so plenty you, of time. you're going to have to give an answer because otherwise uh, it's Van Morrison a scene in Manchester was quite good The Pogues was good very good it was steaming like but it was good <laughs> um, who else has been good 
I went to see Public Enemy years ago. That was mental. It wasn't that good, but it was mental. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's been some good ones I've seen. Mainly when I was in Manchester, I've seen quite a few. But Paul Well, I've seen four times. He's probably up there. Fantastic. Chris, what you? Any, any, any act that you've seen previously? Any embarrassing act? You look like the sort of person who may have seen someone you regretted seeing. Thanks, Phil. Pleasure. Uh, <laughs> I noticed you didn't ask me the holiday question, but you asked me the <laughs> question that I'm not very good at answering. Um, I haven't really been to see an, an enormous amount of live music, if I'm honest, so uh, I don't think I can answer you that question. You don't think you can answer that question? No. no I, I, that's, that's fair enough. Holiday destination, do you, given the fact you seem to have prepped your answer, I might as well ask it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mexico, I quite liked. Australia was nice. Uh, right. Carib- Carib- somewhere, Yeah, somewhere hot, somewhere in the Caribbean. That'd be oh, good. Got down, oh, we it? did go skiing as well when I was off. That was very good, actually. Can you use good skiing? No. no. I, I got there in the end. It was good fun. That was actually a great holiday. And Iceland. They were two very good ones. Okay, well, thank you very much, Darren, for joining us on the podcast. Chris, thank you very much as well for giving up your time to to join me in grilling our manager. We hope you've enjoyed the first uh, official Peterborough United podcast at United City. We will be back with another guest very soon, so make sure you give us some feedback, tell us how bad I was, um, and we'll see you very, very soon. You've been listening to a United City. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at The Posh Official on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you thought of today's episode by getting in touch at The Posh Official on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or you can send us an email to media at theposh.com. Posh.com.